Tech Fighter Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 555 for the 13th of August, 2017. Oh, Friday the 13th comes on a Sunday this month. This week, lynda.com is an excellent resource for learning about photography, programming, marketing and search engine optimization, and a lot more. But $35 a month might not fit into your budget. So how about free? To avoid malware, we have to be smarter than the average scammer they're getting smarter, so we need to be more adept at spotting signs of fraud. In short circuits, you could get into the malware business these days for less than $15. Microsoft's Patch Tuesday this month was huge and included a lot of critical updates. In spare parts, only on the website, how about a back-to-school computer for less than $200? Detachable keyboard, not much power or memory though but it might be just right if you don't need much power or memory. And robocalls in July increased by 3% from June and more than 7% over July of last year. Makes you want to reach out and touch someone violently. Without a doubt, lynda.com is the biggest general information learning site on the web. There are others that provide more in-depth information on specific topics, but lynda.com covers a wide range of basics and dives deep into some areas. But it's expensive for the casual learner, the person who may decide to learn something every few months, for example. Expensive is relative, of course. The plans cost $25 a month or $35 a month, with the more expensive option providing access to exercise files. Compared to college-level classes, the cost is modest, enrollment for an entire year for the cost of just one college course. Lynda.com awards certificates when the student reports completion, but there's no testing, and the certificates have no value toward continuing education credits that are required by some professions. But still, it's a superb resource if you want to just learn something for the sake of learning it. Photographer Ben Long is one of my favorite instructors on lynda.com, but there are many others, including Chris Orwig, who's a college instructor, Jan Kabili, Deke McClelland, Adobe's Julianne Cost, and literally dozens of others on various aspects of photography. And that's just one area. Maybe you want to learn about email marketing, the Python programming language, microphones and sound editing, search engine optimization, accounting, word processing, creative writing, time management. Well, you get the idea. There's a lot there. Previously an independent company, lynda.com was acquired by LinkedIn, and LinkedIn was eventually gobbled up by an even larger fish called Microsoft. The service offers a 30-day free trial. Sign up and you can watch any of the courses for the next month. But then what? Maybe you'd prefer that permanently free option. How do you do that? Well, your library might offer access to lynda.com and many other educational resources, too. 
At least two libraries near me do this, the Worthington Public Library and Columbus Metropolitan Library. Other Central Ohio libraries may also include lynda.com in their resources, but I don't know about them. To log on, all I need is my Worthington or Columbus Library card number and its associated PIN. But what if your library doesn't offer access to lynda.com? Well, look around. A friend in California said the library in his town didn't list lynda.com, but a nearby town's library did. Many libraries issue cards to those who live within a certain area, whether they live in the particular library district or not so a nearby library might be able to help. Licensing for some online resources require that they be used only from the library, but lynda.com is not one of those. Just log on from home using your library credentials. I have full access, and that includes the exercise files provided by many of the classes so students can work along with the instructor. This is both another reason to support libraries and an excellent way to learn about something that interests you. Hello, I'm from Windows Support. That line isn't as effective as it once was for scammers. Most people have learned that Microsoft doesn't call people to tell them about a problem with their computer. But phony email messages about missing packages, canceled orders, and such are still effective. Scammers are combining the ploys. Microsoft's TechNet describes a new way for crooks to score. Let's say you receive a message that claims to come from Amazon and confirms cancellation of your order. It doesn't address you by name, it's in plain text, it describes something you didn't purchase or cancel. So why would you click the link? That's a good question, but people do click those links. You'll see a couple of examples of messages on the TechBiter Worldwide website this week. Perhaps one that's a bit more convincing claims to come from LinkedIn. So then ask yourself, first, do you have a LinkedIn account? If not, then it's clearly a scam and hover the mouse above any link that's there. If the domain is something other than LinkedIn, it's a scam. The key to staying safe involves paying close attention to your surroundings and watching for clues that a message is fraudulent. Follow one of those links and several things could occur. They're all bad. It might be a link to a site that installs malware, or it could lead to a fake site that tries to impersonate Microsoft. Check the TechBiter Worldwide website this week for a screenshot of one such site. The site displays a pop-up message, and there are several blatant clues that it's false. Most of the clues are simply in the wording of the pop-up message. Does the message look like something a native English speaker would write? It does not. Microsoft has a lot of people on staff who deal with external communications, and a message this poorly written would never be seen. The technical support scam websites use social engineering techniques to convince users to call. You might be told malware is on the computer or a license is expired or there are system problems. Some of these pop-up messages eventually lock the browser by displaying a new message or redisplaying the previous message whenever the user tries to close the dialog box. If you see this kind of behavior, 
And you can try to close the browser window. If that doesn't work, open the task manager. Do that with Control Shift Escape. Select the browser under Apps, then click End Task. And if a pop-up box tells you to call a hotline number, don't. Error and warning messages for Microsoft do not ever contain support numbers. The blog notes that Windows 10 is more secure than previous versions of the operating system and that the operating system defends against multifaceted threats. Microsoft will not proactively reach out to you offering unsolicited technical support, they say. To reach our technical support staff, use the Microsoft Answer Desk. There's a link on the TechBiter Worldwide website to the Microsoft Answer Desk. And speaking of the Microsoft Answer Desk, Following a Windows update, two problems occurred on my primary computer this week, but not on any of the others. Outlook crashed on open. Attempting to open Outlook in safe mode crashed on open, and attempting to open Outlook repair crashed on open. In short, Outlook would not start. Second, the Windows start menu became inaccessible. Neither tapping the Windows key nor clicking on the Windows icon would open it. Although I could have resolved the problem on my own, I wanted to see what a Microsoft support session looks like these days. The Microsoft website offered a chat option, and that's what I selected. The technician, Michael C., asked for remote control. I granted the request. Now that's safe for two reasons. First, I originated the contact with Microsoft via Microsoft's own website. And second, the technician used a Microsoft-branded version of LogMeIn Rescue. It's hard to fake that. The technician followed essentially the same steps I would have, using the Deployment Image Service Management Tool, or DISM, with a Restore Health option, and then also the System File Checker, or SFC. But he also had some other tools designed explicitly for start menu problems. Nothing worked and the technician did suggest a $150 per year plan that covers five computers. Now, in fact, that would be a valuable option if you're uncomfortable with troubleshooting your own equipment because it provides access to Level 2 technical support. But the Level 1 technician started an in-place upgrade that essentially reinstalls Windows over the existing installation but leaves all files and applications untouched. So, a couple of hours later, everything was back to normal. If you're an aspiring crook, you might want to know about the Ovidi Stealer. For about $10, you can license the application that steals credentials. The price range seems to be in the $7 to $13 range. If you're interested, the line forms over there on the right. Now, admittedly, this is not the most sophisticated malware on the planet. But what do you expect at that price? Ovidji Steeler is currently being marketed primarily in areas where Russian is spoken. That doesn't keep it from being adopted by crooks in areas where French, German, or English is spoken. Up-to-date anti-malware applications generally spot this malware, but not everybody keeps those applications updated. 
Proofpoint says that the malware is being spread via email as executable attachments, compressed executable attachments, and links to an executable download. It's also likely spread via file hosting, cracking, and keychain sites where it poses as other software or tools. Ovidji Stealer is offered for sale on a Russian site. That site is also the command and control center. The malware offers reasonably robust support via a control panel. The control panel shows statistics on infected machines, allows the user to view logs, build more stubs, and manage the account. Proofpoint explains how the malware market works these days. Like many other markets with many choices, they say, the malware market is competitive, and developers must market the strengths and benefits of their products in order to attract buyers. To help drive sales, the development team includes statistics on the progress of certain modules and other plans for future releases of the malware. In addition, they say, the site includes testimonials from satisfied customers, presumably to demonstrate to other would-be criminals that they can be very profitable when using the Ovigi Stealer. So if you were looking for something else to worry about this week, well, there you go. This month's updates from Microsoft eliminated some nasty bugs. Now, this is the update I mentioned earlier, the one that caused some operational problems on one computer. In fact, the one I'm using right now. The most serious fix deals with a flaw that exposed all current versions of Windows to malware that could take over a PC and then spread to other machines on the network. Microsoft says the flaw, if left unpatched, is likely to be exploited. It would allow an attacker to take control of a computer, and that includes the ability to install software, run programs, and delete files. Trend Micro's Zero Day Initiative blog says the flaw is dangerous because it can be exploited remotely by an unauthenticated machine using the server message block networking protocol. The recent WannaCry and Petya attacks, they used SMB. Overall, 48 security problems were resolved this month, and 25 of the vulnerabilities were rated as critical security risks. That's Microsoft's highest rating. Well, there's no security risk in spare parts, but it's only on the website. This week, how about a back-to-school computer for less than $200? Windows or Android comes with a detachable keyboard. Not much power or memory, though, but it might be just right for you if you don't need much power or memory. Robocalls in July increased by 3% from June, and more than 7% over July of last year. That's enough to make you want to reach out and touch somebody. Violently. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website www.techbiter.com and if you like, send me an email from there. 
See you next week.